Welcome to Enterprising, a podcast from Enterprise Bank and Trust that's empowering business leaders, one conversation at a time. We'll hear from different business leaders about how they've found success in cultivating their professional networks and keeping them healthy and strong. I'm your host, Alana Mueller, an entrepreneurial executive leader whose primary focus is to connect, inspire, and empower community. We at Enterprise Bank and Trust thank you for tuning in to another episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Enterprising Podcast. Join me today in welcoming to our podcast, Monica Coburn. Monica is the founder and CEO of Nevada Business Advisors, a Las Vegas-based business advisory firm. Prior to starting Nevada Business Advisors, Monica spent most of her career in the banking and finance industry and has worked for some of the largest financial institutions holding positions in branch management, business banking, private banking, and SBA lending. Monica Coburn, welcome to Enterprising. Thank you so much, Alana. It's so great to be here with you today. It's great to have you. I want you to start by sharing an overview of Nevada Business Advisors with our listeners. Thank you for that. So as you mentioned, we're a Las Vegas-based business advisory firm. I like to say that we are business starters, business helpers, business expanders, and we do a lot of different things. Our core clients are primarily small to mid-sized businesses. And we provide services such as helping a business if they're needing financing. We actually help source financing for them. We can help them create their business plan. We also help to be really business advisors in their business. So if they are struggling with something or they need help with processes or even team meetings, we can help with that too. One of the core services that we also offer, which has really picked up traction, I would say definitely since COVID, is helping companies who are interested in becoming certified. So there are different types of certification. So whether you are a woman-owned firm, minority-owned firm, disadvantaged, business enterprise, veteran-owned, there's a number of certifications that businesses can pursue that can actually help them grow their business and really diversify who they're doing business with. So that's just a little bit about us. Although we are Las Vegas based and most of our clients are based in Nevada, we we also have clients that are out of state. Well, I love that. And I want to go back your certification commentary. My company, Coffee Lunch Coffee, is a certified woman-owned business through WeBank. And I remember feeling that that was such a daunting process when I was first getting started. And to hear that you're offering advisory services to help women and minorities and veterans and others to get their certifications, I think is super helpful. And there's such a market for that. Talk a little bit more about that. How do you engage with the business? Do you help them to complete the application and all the documentation and interviews and all of that? Talk a little bit more about that. Thank you. It's a daunting process. My words that I use when I'm working with a client or a business is I tell them up front, it's overwhelming. It's cumbersome. You probably need a bottle of aspirin at least when you're going through it. It's a lot of documentation. So it's very similar to if they were applying for a business loan. And a lot of businesses start the process and they start it on their own. And then they really just give up because it just becomes too much. It's it's time intensive. And so we offer it as a service because we know the process. We handhold them through them. We set the expectations up front because it can take some time from start to finish. 
before they actually find out if they become certified. And not all businesses are eligible. So we have a process that we go through and we ask some questions to really determine why are they looking to get certified? Who are they looking to do business with? Because it doesn't make sense for every business, but for many businesses that we work with, especially if you're in construction or IT or you're in food and beverage, it would make sense. And those are the types of conversations that we have. So smart. And what I remember about getting my certification for the first time, and I, I don't even remember how many years I've been certified as a WBE, but thinking back on it, I will say that once in the process, people sort of came to my rescue. They did sort of shepherd me through, but boy, it would have been so wonderful to have somebody like you who I could have brought in to be my partner in the process, kind of a Sherpa, if you will. So I just love that you're doing that. Thank you for helping businesses to get that. Because, you know, I can honestly say I think I've won business because I had that certification, whether it was a government organization or not. So I really appreciate the work that you're doing. With that in mind, talk a little bit about how you actively manage your network. I suspect that in all of the work that you're doing, that having active relationships, connecting with people throughout Las Vegas and and really Nevada at at large and and even across the country has been important for you. Tell us a little bit more about how, how you've managed that process. Yeah, a great question. So prior to what you shares, prior to Nevada Business Advisors, I spent over 20 years in commercial banking and finance. And as a banker, was just always active in the business community. So whether it was attending events or having opportunities to speak on panels, that is something that just has naturally transitioned over to my company. And, and I continue to do that today. It's really been an important piece of the business model. And it's something that has run through my veins, so to speak. Yeah. I think it's really important to stay connected. And, you know, when COVID happened and things were shut down, we never stopped. You know, we couldn't meet in person, but what we started to do was conduct business webinars. And we were doing that pretty consistently since April of 2020. And so that's another way, although it's not face to face, that we've really been continue to be engaged with our business community. And then I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. So I stay active using that social media platform. So whether it's posting or sharing articles or really giving some commentary on what's happening in our business environment, because we know a lot is changing. But those are some ways. And then people are getting back to in-person, which yeah. is exciting. So yeah, those are just some of the ways that I leverage the network and I just keep active in it. The fact that you you talked about not just sort of being engaged in the one-on-one conversation, but when you participate on panels or you are involved in other kinds of discussions, that's networking too. That's relationship building too, because you're building your own brand and conveying what's important to you. And I think that that is kind of a natural way to connect with others who are interested in what you're doing. So I just love that you're doing that. Separately from that, I understand that you are the very deserving recipient of the Presidential Award for Volunteerism from President Barack Obama. Tell us about your volunteer activities and why they're so important to you and how you've engaged your network to help support those efforts. Mm. 
I'm going to give the credit to my grandmother. I've always had this giving back when you can. And it's not that I was raised with a silver spoon. I came from very humble beginnings, but I've always been raised that way. And so as I grew as an adult and into my professional career, I always made an effort that if I had an extra hour or if I had clothing that I wasn't using, it didn't matter what it was, that I spent the time in really giving back to the community. When I was in banking, they were very pro-volunteerism with employees. And so I had the opportunity to sign up for projects and volunteer at different organizations. And I was fortunate to be recognized um, by former employers, but I continue that even with Nevada Business Advisors today. So I, I look at missions that really speak to me. And so I look to support organizations that either give back to women or at-risk youth or homeless teens. I mean, those are things that really speak to me and I really commit the time and really calendar it to give time when I'm able to. And like I said, even if it's not time, I'm saying, okay, can we do a donation drive? And I am also part of a women's group. So we do a couple of times a year, we do volunteer and we pick a couple organizations that we volunteer with. A lot of people need help, especially now. So it's just something that I've naturally continued to do, but I've always done for a long period of time. Well, how nice that you're able to bring together those personal interests with your professional interests and really making it count. I always believe that we shouldn't be so discreet about this is our home life, this is our work life, this is our community life without bringing them together. And you've clearly done a really beautiful job of kind of forging those alliances so that it crosses home, work, and community in in a way that just makes sense. So thank you for the work you're doing for our community. Talk to us about how do you make connections mutually beneficial? So you've talked about your volunteerism. What are some ways that, that from a networking perspective, from a relationship building perspective, what do you recommend in terms of showing mutual appreciation so that all parties in a relationship feel like they're valued and are giving value? Hmm. I feel like this has evolved for me probably over the last, I'm going to say over the last five years. So when I was still in corporate and then making a transition to entrepreneurship, I feel I'm intentional when I'm networking and I'm doing it on purpose, but I always like to recognize when people are referring business to Mm -hmm. me, whether it's me personally or whether to it's Nevada Business Advisors as a company. And so I'm always looking and have the mantra, if I can't help a client or if we can't help a client, then I'm going to find someone that I can refer them to. And it has to be someone that I know, that I trust, that I'm comfortable referring a client to. And it it really is a two-way street. There was a point in my career where I felt I was giving a lot of referrals Mm -hmm. and really not getting you know, much back in return. And it wasn't that that's the reason I was doing it, but it really opened my eyes to, is this a business relationship that's a one-way or a two-way street? And so that's what I mean by it's really evolved and just making sure that I'm acknowledging those business relationships. If they're referring business, it could be as simple as a thank you. It could be as simple as let's go grab coffee. Let's catch up. And just really, again, just really building those relationships. I will say for our business, our relationship 
our model has been primarily driven off of referrals. Yeah. And so that's really, really important to me. And I really take it seriously because it's just so important. I agree with you. And I like what you're saying about kind of that follow up and follow through mm-hmm. that. Okay. So you get the referral or you make the referral. Isn't it nice to have that then coming all the way back around saying, thank you for the referral. I met with that person. Here's what happened. And really closing the loop because I, I think that it's a virtuous cycle and it, and it comes back to us in, in very positive ways. So I commend you for that. What, what a great example of, I think, a best practice, if you will, in terms of that getting and giving referrals. Mm, you said something that triggers something is when you give that referral, you want to know, well, for me anyway, I want to know, hey, did you contact them? How did it yeah. go? I had to do that actually just this morning with someone, but you're just want to make sure that that client is being taken care of. So even if it's the yeah. connection and you've at least emailed them or called them, that's really important to me because the follow-up and follow-through, I think a lot of business owners or individuals in general, they don't take that extra step. Right. And I think that's really, really important. I feel like it's a lost art. I agree. I mean, we get busy, right? We get busy and we forget, but... I think it's gratifying when somebody comes back around and says, here's what happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That was the right connection. Yes. This is a a meaningful interaction as the referrer. You want to get it right. And you want to make sure that it's a values being created for both parties. So great example. How about this? When you're coaching others, when you're talking to somebody who wants to grow or cultivate their own professional network, what advice do you give them? I say start with your circle and who is in your circle of influence or center of influence. I think people many times undervalue who they already are connected with. So I said start there because it takes time. It takes time and your time is valuable. Think about potential events or meetings that you're going to be attending. What is the purpose? What is the intention? I think it's really important to set that up front. Look at who are you looking to connect with? Is it a potential client? Is it a potential referral source that can refer you business? I think there are also going to be moments where things just happen naturally. I know it's happened to me where I've met someone and it's like, I feel I've known you my entire life, you know, and and things just organically grow from that. So, you know, I think especially in this environment, people miss that personal interaction. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it just goes back to what is your purpose? What is your intention? And once you make that connection, now what's the next step? Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, you talked about circle of influence or center of influence for you. Who's somebody in your life that's been meaningful in terms of helping you to make a breakthrough either personally or professionally? Mm. So quick story, and I'll make it really brief. About seven years ago, I met with a woman and she was in a leadership position for a large utility company. I had met her at a business event And we connected after the fact. And she was one of those people that I was immediately drawn to. And I said, I would love to collaborate and do something with you. Keep in mind, I'm working for a bank. So it's not like Monica had a a checkbook to do anything. But the conversation that we started, fast forward, we ended up doing a business event together. And at that business event, I met the keynote speaker, 
who was in a senior leadership role with a large hospitality company. They're a big global gaming company, actually. And after that event, she connected the both of us through a lunch meeting. So it was the three of us. And I had always known that I wanted to start my own business. I was at the point in my career where I felt like I wanted something more and I wanted to do something more. And he asked me a very powerful question. He's like, what's holding you back? Mm. And I, and I'm getting chills as I'm saying the story. I love that lunch meeting, basically saying, Monica, if you're going to do something, he's just challenged you. So what are you going to do about it? And true story, I started just penciling what my business model would look like. So fast forward from that lunch, I ended up starting Nevada Business Advisors. And he was really instrumental in really planting the seed. But it was the woman that I connected with. Had it not been for her and our follow-up, who knows what would have happened. So that was really a pivotal point for me because I felt he asked me this very simple question, Mm -hmm. but I had to really take a step back and go, what is holding me back? I knew exactly what it was. And then I just went from there. Amazing. I mean, obviously a switch was flipped, right? Mm-hmm. In that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, I like your reaction. It was kind of like game on. I mean, he, <laughs> he's challenged you. It's yes. time to get busy. And I mean, it sounds like you had in mind, at least generally, maybe, maybe not completely fleshed out, but you had in mind generally what it would be that you would create. And so you went about the business of creating it. Ooh, I look back at my experience as a banker and just really forming the business model around that, you know, what were the needs of the clients that as a banker, I couldn't cross that line between banker and advisor, you know, I really had to stay in the box. So creating it, it meant long days, because I was still working my full time job. But it was exciting, because I was able to really formulate and put my vision that was in my head on paper and really have it come to fruition. So there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of, I'm going to be living without a paycheck. What am I going to do? I just went back to believing in myself and believing there was a need for the services that we offered. And I remember the day that I went and basically gave my two weeks notice at my, it was a senior leadership position that I was in. And one of my first calls was a former bank client. And I said, just want to let you know, I resigned from my position. And his next comment to me was, well, when can we meet? I've been waiting for you to do this. (laughs) It was was really game on, as you said, like, this is really happening. And I'm really going to do this. But there was a lot of planning and organizing that had to take place prior. Well, and in some ways, you were kind of the mouse in your own maze. You were doing to yourself what you now help clients with. It was almost like you were your own test case. So yeah. that's just the coolest where you could put yourself through the same kind of machinations you would be putting your clients through to see how it w- would work and where you needed the assistance. And and you did it and you created a business out of this. So cool. And, and I love it that a client was essentially waiting for you to do this. So I hope they became a long-term client and, and mm-hmm. used your services early. That's so cool. Well, I always like to ask a couple of fun questions as we start to wrap up. Tell me what's currently on your nightstand. 
As of last night, I have a candle and my notebook and pen because I'm famous for getting up in the middle of the <laughs> night and jotting down ideas. So that's what's on my nightstand right now. Cool. Good idea. Because, you know, whoever says, I'll, I know I'll remember, I know I'll remember, they never remember. So, so good on you for doing that. If you could meet with one person, and I don't care if they're living, not living, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be and why? One cup of coffee. Who's who's that going to be? So many people. I wish there was more than one, but if I had to pick one, I would say Oprah. You know, ah. I think just her her story of resilience, everything that she went through, she could have gone down a different path. She just overcame so many obstacles to really build her empire. And for me, that's really fascinating. So that's a tough one, but I would say Oprah. That's a good answer. I love that one. I love that one. Well, Monica Coburn, I have loved our conversation. Thank you for joining us on Enterprising Podcast. If our listeners want to learn more about you and about Nevada Business Advisors, where should they go? Yes. So our website is nevadabusinessadvisors.com. Feel free to connect with me or follow our page on LinkedIn or you can email us info at nevadabusinessadvisors.com. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on Enterprising. Be sure to visit our website, enterprisebank.com slash podcast to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. If you found value in today's program, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or telling a friend about us. Enterprising, powering business leaders, one conversation at a time. The views expressed by enterprising presenters or guests are those of the presenter or guest, and not necessarily of Enterprise Bank and Trust or its affiliates. All content of this podcast and any related materials are for informational purposes only. Enterprise Bank and Trust does not make any warranty, express or implied, including warranties of merchantability and fitness for a particular purpose, and specifically disclaims any legal liability or responsibility for the accuracy, completeness, or usefulness of any information presented. Enterprise Bank and Trust is not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided in this podcast. All statements and opinions are subject to change without notice.